0: Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined uh, by Rob Cassidy from sunny Florida. Rob, how's it going? It's going, man. I was, you know, I asked for a raise uh, from our bosses, but
1: you know, they told me no because of tax purposes, and I wouldn't be able to afford the taxes. So I said, okay, that's cool. <laughs> well,
0: not not to get into the weeds too much, but you can't get a raise anyway. So <laughs> even <laughs> if they wanted to give you one, that's <laughs> true. And uh, Nick Kruger knows all about that. <laughs> of joining us from texas nick how's it going man
2: if it's sunny in florida it is uh i mean austin texas right now might be the start of the apocalypse based on what i'm looking at outside my window so right it seems like constant weather problems there before you came on i me and rob were talking and the, the my phone did the thing where it, you know <laughs>
0: severe weather warning yeah yeah I, I got rid of that. I don't wanna be warned. I just wanna die if it's gonna happen. Um no no warnings needed. I turned all that off, including Amber Alerts. Well we thought we thought you were there was a chance you were dead before slightly before the start of this podcast. <laughs> well. Let me tell you something, with the last 24 hours I've had, uh, you know, with all types of issues, as as Rob can attest, some of the text messages he got from me yesterday. So, um, all right, we'll jump right in. We want to remind everyone, please tell a friend, leave a review on iTunes. We are tracking toward 100 reviews. I think we were at 70 last check, so 30 more. We can do it. Uh, Just keep keep doing it tell a friend go on your phone it's easy right on the app leave a review and uh, please subscribe as well so we're going to jump right into the topics um actually going to go with a different topic first in the rundown we had a week boy i was i had to close twitter several times after uh nick saban uh came out last week and blamed uh the now defunct scout.com <laughs> for uh over ranking players and putting too much pressure on them and uh therefore uh making guys transfer right would you guys say that's the the, that sums up about what he had to say i guess well so football scoop which is a very polarizing website in terms of uh how much it messes up my computer every time i go to it had an article uh from from doug samuels who i believe goes by coach doug or something to that effect on twitter and uh I'll, I'll just I'll just read a little snippet here. The world of recruiting websites and services is a, mil, a million multi-million dollar industry that happens to both make the dreams of high school age kids while also crushing the dreams of many others. <laughs> so <laughs> I spend my days crushing dreams. Yeah, you guys are both dream crushers. Coaches, as well as their personnel and recruiting staffs, don't put a whole lot, if any, stock into what recruiting sites have to say about recruits or their star ratings. Okay, so let's stop there. So how are we crushing dreams if nobody cares what we say? Well, here's my thing, Coach Doug. I wish – with the old coach here on football
1: – what is he, the footballscoop.com coach? Is that what he is? It's I believe a he's a high school
0: coach in Michigan.
1: Yeah, well, he's a high school I school wish coach. what he was saying was true. I really do. And that's not me being like cynical or sarcastic. I really, really, really wish that coaches didn't care because it would really cut down on the number of DMs and text messages and phone calls I get screaming at me about rankings. Um, so you know that's a fantasy world that Doug lives in, and what I would like to live in with him. Uh, it would be great, <laughs> you know. There'd be I'd get less and be yelled at less, which is kind of the goal here.
0: All right, so we're not going to pile on Doug. Yeah, uh, I did that on Twitter last week. If you want to go check my feed, um, so the the article goes on. In fact, Nick Saban went on a bit of a tear on the unrealistic expectations that recruiting websites instill in a lot of kids. And how that leads to issues like transfers early on in their playing careers. So basically, Doug uh, is uh, saying that Nick Saban thinks that uh, we're we're placing unrealistic expectations. Uh, we instill it in kids. So, um, you know, Saban was asked about. Uh, you know, the the quarterback situation, if a guy might transfer, as we've talked about. And Saban says, basically every guy, when you're a senior in high school, you have goals and aspirations and things you want to accomplish. But when it comes to developing your career, you're rolling the dice as to how that works out. How you're able to compete, how you're able to sustain, what kind of player you're going to be. And it makes it even more difficult because all the people out there who are so-called experts on Scout.com and all the people who give them five stars – they create an expectation with these guys that's unrealistic. So here's really what's happening. Let's just call this what it is. Nick Saban, the pitch
1: that other schools use against Alabama is that they're loaded. You're never going to get playing time. Nick Saban is essentially complaining that he has too many good players and that the players know that they're good and that sometimes the players that are stuck behind other good players would rather not play for Alabama. a transfer out to find playing time elsewhere or find, you know, greener pastures as far as playing time goes. He's, he's complaining – about the negative recruiting pitch that's used against his school in particular. That's 100%
0: what's happening. That's the only reason he cares. <laughs> right. Because over the years, I would say, you know, assistants, maybe especially guys that are no longer there at Alabama before, you know, would do a lot of complaining about how guys should be ranked higher. Uh, Matt Elam being, Matt Elam, <laughs> one of the most you polarizing screamed, rankings. he get screamed at by a certain coordinator over there a couple years ago? Yeah, I got screamed at by, I mean, I've, you know, guess what? I've been screamed at by a lot of people in my life and I've done a lot of screaming, but yeah, I did get screamed at by a assistant coach, uh, over, over ranking of a kid who now, uh, plays at the FCS level. So, uh, score one for Woody on that one. But, uh, you know, I know Nick was fired up about this. I don't know if you want to weigh in Nick, but I mean, I've been doing a lot of these grad transfer stories, and guys who are going to play their fifth year somewhere else. I wrote one that came out this week. All ten players were ranked as three stars or lower in that article. So and they're all transferring well, guess what? to these these kids should look out for themselves. They should find playing
1: time. And sorry that they're not concerned enough about the Nick Saban's depth uh, at the quarterback position. But guess what? It's not about Nick Saban's death, uh depth. It's about, you know, the kid looking out for number one. Like, why, why should he care? I don't. I don't well, that's the
2: thing. Well, is you're right. No, well, Rob's right though be in the sense that uh, in, in you're you're we're talking about these grad transfers getting a getting a fifth year of playing time. Even if you're talking about having a a five year college career and presumably one of those years is spent probably as a red shirt, uh, you know that's still a that's still a pretty small sample size uh, of opportunity for you to get to get your you know your reps in to get your playing time in. And the thing is backwards logic in a couple of different ways, because the one thing we all talk to, you know, when we talk about kids, uh, what's the kid's name that committed to Georgia, the quarterback fields, you know, we we spent a lot of time talking about the situation that he was going into at the time when Eason was there, when Jake Fromm was there, then he commits there. And it's like, well you know what what's the what's the motivation to go to go there when you know when the depth chart seems so crowded and it's not a lot of opportunity there the first thing he and every other player will say regardless if they're a two star or a five star they'll say well anywhere I go any position I play and I got to compete you know what i mean and that has nothing to do that has nothing to do with the star ranking that we associate with a kid and if, if I was going to say that there's something that could be pointed to to make kids feel the way that they feel, if this is, in fact, a cultural problem, as this story, you know, or Nick Saban alludes to, it's not us anymore. It's, it's entirely social media. It's every time some trainer comes out with a dude that has a, some kind of nice looking camera, put some sort of hype reel on him so they can run it on Twitter, and then they think they get like 400 likes it, or something like that, 100 likes and then all of a sudden they think they're a big deal because they're seeing, you know, fake returns on their investment through through Twitter or Instagram or something like that and that's really what bolsters the kid's opinion of himself in his head more so than us i mean it's easy for them to point a finger at me or you know, Woody or Rob and say one person doesn't believe in me when they've got, you know, when they've got in hundreds of other people on Twitter telling them otherwise, you know, based on a one-on-one rep that they took. Well, also, at our it's not a cultural problem at all. It's it's nobody's problem except for Nick Saban's problem. What? Who else
1: has a problem with this? I'm sorry that your good players are transferring. Guess what? It's part of your job to make sure that doesn't affect you. I it's, This isn't a cultural problem. It's an Alabama problem. It's a college football problem. It's... It, They're only bothered by this because it messes with their livelihood, right? People transfer – they have to recruit other players over them, so they look for somebody to blame. And you know, football coaches are never to blame for anything because they're what's good and moral in the world. And you know, they stand for the right thing. And they're just here trying to help the kids. Forget the millions of dollars they get paid. Forget the Heisman Trophy graphics that they make and send them with their faces photoshopped over a guy holding the Heisman. They're just here for the kids.
2: You know, we're just trying to do the right thing. So it's your guys's well and, recruiting industry. And when a coach this is when a coach goes to recruit a kid, he's not going to tell him that he's not going to play. So that kid's coming to Alabama with the understanding that he's going to have the opportunity to play there because Nick Saban told him so or Tosh Lupoi or whoever the recruiting coordinator is at that time. You know, that that's the... That's what ends up happening, and it's not at Al- It's not unique to Alabama. It's it's every single school, and that's why Woody's writing grad transfer stories. You know, because there's so much player movement now, because they're all getting sold on the fact that they have an opportunity to play, and if they don't get it there, that's not our fault for ranking them a four star. I don't
1: think the player movement is even a problem. It's it's fine. It's good. Let the kids look out for number one. There shouldn't be restrictions on it anyway. So this is yeah, you know, this is sour grapes. We probably spent too much time on it already.
0: No, no, this is nice. I like this is a spirited discussion. I mean, we've had such a boring off season so far that the <laughs> old Nick finally gave us something to talk about. I, I think you touched on it at too, Rob, talking about you know the photoshops and and things like that. I mean, and I've been I spent the week talking to basketball players at the at the McDonald's uh, All American game here in Atlanta, and I did the uh, I did a story on you know maybe some lies there or mistruths that they were told by uh coaches that were recruiting them and they all said you know i had a coach tell me i'd never come off the floor and then i'd watch then i'd watch the game and they'd play nine guys and I know that when I go there, they're not all of a sudden going to play me the entire game, you know? Um, and it's easier for, for basketball players to see, okay, look, there's only 12 guys on the team. They play X number of guys at the moment. You know, it's easy to, it's easy to track. But it's great that we've seen yeah. the other side of this now. Because usually, you know,
1: we get the coaches that are like, these recruiting services don't know anything because my class is ranked low. They're all underrated. We found a bunch of diamonds on the rough that are two or three stars. So they get mad about that. And now they get mad when you rank them too high because they transfer. It, it man, it's really something.
0: Right. The bottom line is, every football player is only you, you know they're responsible for their own well being and the well being of their family and their future. So, like for example, I'm trying to think of the guy's name right now. I think Shaheem Carter. I think is his name. Is that, is that his name? The guy who who transferred to Ohio State. Um I'll, I'll look it up while we're talking here, but uh, yeah, that's not Shaheen Carter. He's, he's, he's still at Alabama. I'll, I'll think of him in a second, but anyway, he went to Alabama for one year, was a backup and said, forget this. I'm out of here. <laughs> right now. He transferred, he went to Juco for a year and then he, and then he bounced back to Ohio state where he was a starter. So, I think those are the kind of guys Saban was talking about, but guess what? If he could have gone to, to any of, you know, 15 of the top schools in the country and probably played, he didn't want to sit the bench at at Ohio state or or at uh, Alabama. Do you blame him? Because guess what? He's only got four maximum, four, maybe five years to set himself up to, to have a chance at the NFL or to get his degree or whatever you want to say. So you know, I I never have a problem with guys transferring, especially the grad transfer. I know they've talked about limiting it and stuff like that. Guess what? If I get if you're any other student at the school and you graduate, you can leave. You don't even have to graduate, you can leave whenever you want. So, you know, uh, personally, you know, I'm a big I'm a big fan of the grad transfer thing. People are interested in it. It gives guys an opportunity. A lot of the people it does benefit are actually, you know, lower level pl- players. Look at Rice. I mean, Rice has five guys now going to Texas, South Carolina, all, all these different schools that uh, you know that under oh Kendall Sheffield was the player I was talking about um, from Texas. But it, you know it just it just goes to show that that you know that we have to think that these these kids, these players have the right to to determine their own future and not be you know punished essentially because they were misled by a coach or their or their situation's not working out.
1: That doesn't benefit Nick Saban, and that's all that matters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Speaking of Nick Saban, we, we we had to find a way to talk about Butch Jones again. I saw a lot of jokes on the internet this week. Uh, looks, Butch Jones uh, got a job at Alabama as a, an intern, I think is the title they gave him. And uh, boy, the internet, uh, the, that's peak college football internet, right, Rob, in terms of the jokes you saw? Yeah, I thought I saw analysts. I thought he was an offensive analyst or something. I don't oh, really know. I think, think
2: somebody
1: used the term intern
0: or something. I don't, I don't really know where it came from. Uh, Saban used it. Uh, Saban said it. Well, based uh, on
2: the offensive performance of Tennessee this past season, he probably could use an internship isn't?
0: <laughs> okay. Under, so, under an offensive analyst. Saban said he's an intern and analyst. I guess we have several names for it is what Saban said. So, you know, the jokes rain down like the joke Nick just made. <laughs> you know, personally, you know, Butch – it didn't work for Butch Jones at Tennessee, especially it didn't end well. But if we look back at, you know, some of his past stops, he's been successful. I mean, I think he could be a head coach especially, you know, at a group of 5 school today. Uh and we've also seen guys bounce back from, you know, whether it be uh Steve Sarkeesian, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin, Sarkisian was an analyst. <laughs> Essentially, what did he, he coach one game that year and then he went and got a job with the Falcons. So I mean, you know Nick Saban's kind of been doing the the rehab I think Mike Loxley was in that analyst role as well so personally I think Butch could could benefit from a year under Saban and go you know obviously we know Saban's coaching tree has had mixed results but I mean Kirby Smart was playing in the national championship I think we count Cristobal in that group he's got a he's got a head coaching job now so my guess would be this is a good move for Butch to go there for a year Learn under Saban and, and probably help help them contribute because it's not like I said, it, Butch Jones. It, it came undone, and and I think Tennessee probably wasn't the right fit fit for him in the end. But I I think he can be a successful coach again. What do, what do you guys think?
1: I actually wrote about it today. It should be coming out while people are hearing this. I took the uh, the, the fired head coaches from last year and, and ranked them in order of of guys that I think would be able to get head coaching jobs. Uh, where did I have Butch on that list? I had Butch. Number four, just under Todd Graham and just above Gary Anderson who quit on his team in the middle of the season. Um, I I think – yeah, I think so. I mean Tennessee is a place with expectations. Obviously, the last season was a disaster, but he recruited relatively well. He won some games there. It seemed like if you think back to two years ago – Every Tennessee fan on the planet was convinced that Butch Jones was going to break through, and this was it. I mean, they made the right hire. They were one season away from from being great again, and you know they, they you couldn't tell them anything about Butch Jones. They were so defensive of the guy. Uh, then they completely turned on him after one season. But it wasn't that long ago that he was seen as as a fine SEC head coach. There's no reason why he shouldn't be a head coach somewhere again.
0: Yeah, I think – yeah, I mean, believe me, we, Tennessee, we, I mean, the flack we took about uh, Tennessee, you know, with with the projections they had, it was obviously, uh, you know, the, the fans were believers until they weren't believers and that's how it always works. I just think, you, you know, he, he inherited a bad situation. He improved it and, and you know, Nate McMillan famously said at one time, he's like, sometimes there's the guy that gets you from being bad to being decent. And then there's a guy who gets you from being decent to being great, you know? So uh, obviously, Butch left kind of a mess by the time he left. I think it's a, a sticky situation now. But had he left a year prior, you know, I think it's in a situation where uh, he left things better than he found them. So the jokes aside, I, I think we'll see Butch be a coach again. I think, I honestly think it'll be this next year, personally. I think if a school were smart, they would hire him maybe in the MAC where he had success before. He had success at Cincinnati, so maybe an AAC school, which you know they're always going through coaches as they get, you know, pilfered every year or pillaged. But uh, anyway, a lot of jokes about Butch. Butch Jones back on the radar, back to for us to talk about him, uh, especially now. Did uh, <laughs> you know? We'll transition to Tennessee, Rob. How much of how much Nick? I, I don't know if you saw any of this. I know you've been real busy with your camps, but Rob, how many of these emails did you read from John Curry? Uh, because this week, I guess it was last week now, uh, John Curry, the now fired AD at Tennessee, his emails and texts were released to the public. Uh, <laughs> and there was just so much information. Our, our Tennessee site, VolQuest, is in a great job. Going through, pouring over it, so a, a lot of other reporters. There's been some some really funny things that that I had to read, and I know uh, due to Rob's prior relationship with John Curry, I saw you you dived in. So, what did you see that that? that interesting. There's you a had? lot in there. Let's talk about how the Tennessee fans got his phone number and just completely
1: heckled him, and we're like putting him in a random group text that weren't even about football. I was I was dying looking at some of that stuff. Um, that was interesting. His use of emojis and and. SpongeBob memes was also interesting to me um, because it, you know it just it's kind of a departure for what you think about John if you know him. Uh, the coaching s- search stuff I think we knew a lot of you know a lot of what played out there, uh, so it was kind of the peripheral uh, things that had me laughing.
0: Yeah, here <laughs> the one that really made <laughs> the one that really made me laugh were the text from Brady Hoke, who was the interim coach at the time. And uh, he he apparently types in all caps, right? (laughs) Of course, just the way he
1: speaks. That's the most football coach there.
0: (laughs) Which is funny. So so he sends him one text that says, John, I just want to yell because it's in all caps. I, I know this has been hard. Dave Brandon has gone through the mob mentality, as have it made me better. Excuse me. As I have, it made me better. There's no punctuation. It made me better and it sucks. We are behind you, and if I can be of any help, let me know. Okay, so so he doesn't answer. <laughs> right. Then then Hoax sends another message that says, John, I know this has been hard. Ho- uh, uh, so excuse me, it's the same one. Excuse me. Um yeah, I think he might have sent the same message twice, actually. And uh <laughs> and John responds, I'm sorry. Who is this? (laughs) This, this Made me laugh so hard. The head coach of the the head coach of the team is texting him, and uh, he doesn't even know. He doesn't have the number six. Did you see the ones from Leach? I thought that was a little bit interesting. Where I mean, it
1: was clear that Leach kind of wanted the job for a second, and then Curry got
0: yanked off the road. It seemed like. It seemed like that, and it was ended up what ended up getting him fired because he went on a flight, and evidently the Wi-Fi wasn't working. So they were trying to the, the president was trying to reach him for like six hours, and they couldn't because he was going out to meet with Leach. Well, how about Leach just and, like uh, suggesting that they get
1: they get housed together in that one that says, "Let me know if I can ever do anything for you. I truly wish I had gathered you up and we had had the first of many beers together." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what well, man just wants to party you know well guess what you know leech comes out likable of course of course yeah, he does he uh and there was also the story there was a story that rob mentioned where uh it was the fans got his phone number and then just started adding him to non-sports group text just group text after group text after group text i thought i saved it but i i don't seem to have it in front of me but uh I mean, it's crazy that the amount if, if if you ever want to know what what someone goes through, go find an article. Like I said, go to VolQuest, read one of these stories, because, I mean, the the fans were after him. You had people lobbying for the job you had. I mean, it shows how crazy it really you was. You reporters in there. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it was really insane. So uh, I really enjoyed that. I'd, I'd highly recommend anybody Uh, go read that so um moving on we had dan mullen this happened right after we recorded last week so it went uh went high on the the board here so we'll not spend too much time on it and of course we're going through round and round uh this is the time (laughs) this is the time when coaches are talking about uh all types of topics and he was grilled on you know should should guys get should guys get paid money or you know uh to play football. We all hear about this all the time. Um, So here's what Dan had to say. They get a full scholarship to come to the University of Florida. They're on the team. They get cost of attendance. They get room, board, tuition, books, fees, and cost of attendance to come here. So you get into massive tax code questions. Everybody wants to say we should pay the players. Get into the legal side of it before you jump up and say let's go play the payers. Get into the IRS tax code laws. The amount of money you'd have to pay them if you pay them a certain amount they would have to get that much money, and even more, because taxable benefit issues just to pay the just to pay for the value of their scholarship. Um, <laughs> which is, I don't even know where to start. You mentioned it. You mentioned it. <laughs> you mentioned it earlier. There's plenty of reading that says that obviously he over he overstated it here. I, I'm not saying I have a solution on how to pay the players. I just think. Okay, I think coaches should avoid talking about it. Man,
1: don't. he acts like the best is that with those quotes, you presume that the tax code is some unsolvable, you know, is some unsolvable equation that nobody in the history of man has ever figured out. You know, I have a pretty good idea that if we all sat down, we could figure something out that would work within, within the tax codes. A. B. Dan Mullen, know, how does Dan Mullen know anything about tax codes? I mean, who told him to yeah. say this? Like, I, what is he an expert on tax? He's a football
0: coach, <clears throat> right? Exactly, and that's why I say we're not experts on how to figure it out. But you know, let's, let's don't just don't say- pretend
2: like you guys haven't got got started talking about something, and then halfway through your answer, <laughs> but like,
1: eh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, mine was <laughs> about making people do work for me for free. You know, somebody was like, "Hey, why do your employees work for free?" I probably wouldn't can talk some. Half you know, half baked theory on tax codes. I would maybe be like, I, oh, yeah, I, you know, maybe that's a little bit wrong. Maybe we should pay the. the people.
2: How many How many college football reporters in that room are going to do the follow up work to to find out <laughs> like, about the tax code? Yeah, you right.
0: yeah, just run the quotes and let it oh, ride. Yeah. You know, let <laughs> well. That's what I'd do. I'd put it in my notebook <laughs> and. And beyond, I'd be getting up Mike Leach to go to the bar or whatever afterwards. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was funny. We don't have to talk too much about it since it was a week ago. What we do have to talk about is our boy, former three-star, Johnny Football, all over the place this week, making all types of news and headlines. First, he appeared, I believe, that it was the University of San Diego's, or maybe it was San Diego State's Pro Day, uh, throwing for scouts. Then he pops up at Texas A&M's. So uh, – not a whole lot of recruiting ties here, but I think we all we we're all in agreement, as Fred Durst would say, and we want Johnny back playing football, right? Well, I got. I've let me jump right in
2: here. I think. Uh, he, he, remember, he not too long ago said that he'd be willing to to play on an NFL roster this season for free, and uh, Jacksonville Jaguars only have one quarterback on the roster right now, so can't play
0: for free. Uh, tax codes. Oh, you're right. The taxes. Yeah, yeah. Taxes. Forget about it. Oh, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying
2: we could get him under the cap. And by the way, with uh, uh, what's his name, Odell possibly being on the market, you know, for a first round draft pick. If I'm Jacksonville, sitting at 29, just trade the pick for Beckham. Get Johnny football in there. Let's go. Let's run it back. That's that's all I have to say.
0: Yeah, Odell Beckham. Let's get him back. And uh, I. I Listen, if we're going to talk about now, since you got me on that topic, you know the Giants are stupid. They don't know what they're doing. If they want to let him, if they want to trade him, I mean, that's going to be a, it's a very stupid decision, to, to, to just because he's a receiver, he's going to get into antics. Who cares? It goes into Rob's uh, point earlier about football coaches. It's like people people do things, as Don Draper once <laughs> once famously said. You know, if he's not getting arrested, well, cares? I mean, <laughs> right? I don't want to go too far into to politics on this podcast, but
1: I, there's probably a reason why you know Gronkowski does a lot of these same things, and nobody's wanting to trade Gronkowski. You know, he's fine. He's fun loving, but Beckham. Wow. I'm just saying, it's
0: it's true, right? Try to argue you, with him. You it. do make a good point. Yeah, you did make a good point. Um, what do you think, Nick? You don't agree with that? Uh, don't I, talk about it? Well, no,
2: I don't disagree with it uh, to the level of I, – I can't remember the last time somebody tweeted out a video of Gronkowski in a hotel room with certain company in of- okay, <laughs> okay, okay, and paraphrasing. Right. Okay, and that's fine. I got it, good.
1: But all the things that we criticize Beckham about, being on a party boat, blah, 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 maybe you know, minus the blow – it's mighty similar to the stuff that we all know about Gronkowski, you know, doing beer ballings at college parties, running through walls, hosting a yeah. booze cruise in the office. If Beckham does these things, everybody is like, oh, we, what a cancer. We can't have him. But Gronk completely embraced, loved, and everything's fine. And I think that there's a reason for that. I, I don't I'll think you have to look too far beneath the surface to find that reason.
2: If, is Beckham going to be at WrestleMania bailing out somebody in the Andre Giant Memorial if Battle was, Royal? If he
1: was, if he was, if he was at WrestleMania and did what Gronk did at WrestleMania two years ago, people would freak out. Does he want to be a professional wrestler or a
0: football player? Come on, and you know it. You know, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get the Josh Rosen treatment. Um, I don't even like. I don't like Beckham that much. Like as a you know, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a big fan. You know, he doesn't fall into the Woody wheelhouse, but being the contrarian that I am I just think he's getting a bad rap over the, this off season it seems like every week between him and him and the Bennett brothers it's just like you know just let these people live you know it's the off season who cares so uh anyway all right we're going to move on we're keep, keeping this thing tight this week at least until we get to the back half like always uh it's time for tweet of the week
2: you better hope that mediocre money that you make at rivals is good enough for you for the rest of your life.
0: Nick, did you who put this on here? Nobody. No, I did. Yeah, that was me. Okay, so you can read it because I haven't uh, I haven't seen it, so I like to be surprised. Well, the tweet the tweet itself is from Brian
2: Carrington, who's uh, essentially the recruiting coordinator for for Texas, and uh, the tweet itself is quoted as saying, "How are you going to throw shade at Texas when you wanted to be here?" Coach Key, OSU, which is a – we're not talking about a subtweet. This is a direct uh, shot across the bow to this personnel member at Ohio State. Don't make me pull them receipts. Just stay in your lane and cut up film. Not everybody can be a longhorn. Uh, Not so loyal to the Buckeyes, are we? And that seems to be a direct reference to him mentioning that Coach Key at some point wanted to jump ship from Ohio State and uh, come aboard the staff at Texas. All this uh, in the midst of a, you know, seemingly uh, lighthearted feud about you know where the best players in Texas go, be it Ohio State in reference to uh, Jeffrey Okuda, Dobbins and Browning going there uh, in 2017, versus the class that Texas signed this past year, of course, uh, that we've talked about a lot, and then it got personal real quick. <laughs> so I thought, uh, you know, there's there's always a lot of like like we mentioned. Uh, you know, you're, you're nothing but a subtweeting son of a, you know what, uh, going on, but it, it rare, rare is the moment where we get a, uh, you know, a direct call out to somebody on the, on an opposing, uh, you know, side of things there, which I thought was interesting and I great wish you
1: were early. Yeah, was a in year when, uh, I can't remember who it was, some LSU current player called Patrick Sertana groupie
0: for, <laughs> for committing to Alabama. that was a good one well guess what i like i like the threats pull the receipts um i enjoyed that one i I enjoy grown men acting like teenagers and i feel like it's only increasing because these guys are younger on the you know these coaches are getting younger and younger and more engaged on social media and it leads to more twitter beefs and you know maybe one day i'll be allowed to get in twitter beefs again if uh, this trend continues (laughs) so I'm I'm happy to see it. Now I have a couple tweets uh, that I wanted to read to you guys because I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but you know uh, the new coach, uh, well, not the new coach, second year coach at at Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, has been trying to do the thing where they're making it a, their spring game a big deal. We've seen this. Kirby Smart did it at Georgia when he first got hired. You know, let's fill up ninety three thousand or whatever. And it uh, had a big impact on recruiting for them, or at least they felt that way. Now Oklahoma's trying to do the same thing, trying to sell out the spring game, which I think is in a couple of weeks, right, Nick? If you don't know, then that's okay. I don't know. Sure. Uh, anyway, so they announced that Trace Atkins would be the performer because, you know, one of the reasons that one of the ways they're getting people here is to try to get, get people to come perform. I know a couple of years ago, Georgia took a lot of flack for someone they picked and then they had to to change the pick and they were trying to get ludicrous. I think, I I can't remember who it ended up being. But anyway, our our old boy Trace Adkins, uh, which I don't know any Trace Adkins songs. Nick, you might know some. Let me tell you, Trace Adkins is
2: the most boring person. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, of course, this is is singing competition season. I've been watching a lot of American Idol and The Voice and whatnot. And our boy Trace came in as a special, uh, uh, you know, consultant for uh blake shelton to help with his team and i mean you want to talk about mr personality uh it's not him so
0: <laughs> well, I'm, Tra- I'm, not sure,
2: I'm not sure getting him out for the spring game is you know i mean people like country music but i mean you know his the tone of his music is just about as exciting as he is as a person so
0: well trace had a good turn on celebrity apprentice uh with uh, rob's president back in the day so yeah. go look that up if uh he, he had a deep run On that season of Celebrity Apprentice, but anyway, the Oklahoma fans agree with you, Nick, and they were not happy about our boy Trace getting the kick. And I went down a rabbit hole yesterday, laughing at people (laughs) uh, tweeting about it. So I got a couple. I'll try to leave since we haven't cussed at all. I'll try not to. to, Should I read them, Nick, or no? I don't want to have to bleep it. No, that's that's fine. Go for it. Okay. All right. So Larry in Missouri says, as a as a lifelong Sooner fan, could actually give a Less if it's Trace Atkins, Sinatra, the Beatles, or Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Much more concerned about that defense. I guarantee years. he's
1: Larry's president.
0: So Larry Jeez. says that. And then we have Brady Dallas who, who comes through and says, Y'all fans about Trace Atkins at the spring game need to stop. Don't want to go, then don't. Go to the Bob Stoops statue unveiling. Go to the plenty of other stuff to do, but be there and get your butt in a seat. It's about being there for recruiting. Hashtag yeah, be oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Brady tells the people, not. yeah, Brady says, don't go. And then he says, come. Anyway, you know, you <laughs> need to come. I I'm like, well years years ago, they did one of these
1: at K-State when I was covering them, and it was the Goo Goo Dolls had come in to do the spring game concert. It never actually ended up happening, but it was that's a different story. It was on posters, it was being advertised, and I was talking to Ron Prince, who was then the co- the head coach at the time after practice, and he gets to talking about the Goo Goo Dolls concert. Or I asked him about it, and he's like, Yeah, you know, they are some pretty ladies. And I'm looking at him like, What? Turns out he thought they, the goo goo dolls and the pussycat dolls were the same thing. <laughs>
2: He had no idea. Are you sure he just didn't think the lead singer of the Goo Goo Dolls was a female? Kind of like in a Hanson sort of confusion.
0: That's what I was gonna say. You you transitioned me to a story about our old friend Ryan Gogemeyer, uh, who was who was featured with me and was uh, the breakout star of the recent documentary. Ah, here K. we are again. So so. By the we way, in, the trailer
2: got rave reviews last week, so
0: uh, <laughs> people might be running to the theater at your
2: local film festival coming soon. Uh,
0: so, so my, uh you know, was like, "Man, you know, I don't really like Hanson's music, but that, you know, that middle, the middle one is is pretty hot." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I'm the teen, the teen boy, <laughs> right?" I was like, "Aren't they all guys?" I mean, we were teen boys at the time. And he goes, "No, it's Taylor." It's a girl, and I was like, "Nah, dude, I think there are three brothers." And it was a real defining moment in Gogolmyer's young years when he found out that the that uh, Taylor Hanson was indeed uh, a guy and not a girl. So there, there you have it. But it could be Goo Goo Dolls confusion. So
2: anyway, it's nice to have an out like the Pussycat Dolls to be like, "Oh yeah, that's what I meant." <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, pulled yeah, up yeah, Peter yeah. Yeah. I pulled up Taylor Hanson's photos. Uh, even today, I can see. Okay, now there's some old pictures. I can see why our boy Ryan would have thought he was a girl at the time. He's got some very—it's uh, the he's a right guy. Yeah, He's a and good-looking guy. Yeah, he is. Now today, boy, you see—you see the grown-up. He's definitely a handsome man.
0: Yeah, they're all—they're all hot now. Um, so, big shout to Hanson. Uh, <laughs> all right, time to move on to uh, Ransom recommendations. We have—I don't have any. I, I Actually, I've got a—I I do have a couple. <laughs> I do have a couple things. <laughs> Nick's got a very funny one that I can't wait to hear him talk about. So before he talks about that, I will say we are getting ready to launch another podcast uh, with old Officer Friedman, and uh, you know Nick and Rob will make uh, occasional appearances as well. And we're going to do the first episode about the Joe Paterno movie that is on HBO, I believe, on April seventh. So. Uh, I would encourage you watch the Joe Paterno movie starring Al Pacino as Joe Paterno and uh, Friedman and I will be talking about it, making fun of it, et cetera. Maybe we'll get Rob in the mix if he watches the movie uh, in time as well. Uh, And so that, that, that podcast is going to be about pop culture, and I like um, how you just didn't even entertain the thought that maybe Nick would watch the movie. You would, just,
1: you just know you that's going
0: to You got to watch it that night. Nick is great at, Nick watches a lot of movies, but a lot of them are, sur- are about Tinder type apps on Netflix, not about uh, not about our boy Joe Paterno. So if Nick watches it, Nick gets a lot of good commentary on art. So I would I would like to have him on. Wait, also, are you?
2: Are you are you doing a Are you just doing a new pop culture sports podcast now
0: altogether? That's right. That's right. We on a weekly basis. Yes, a semi weekly basis. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Wow, man, did I hear some shade there. Are you no. upset that,
1: that that Womack is cheating on you?
0: No, Nick wants to know if he has to do more work to produce. No, another. no, no. no oh. I'm, just, I'm just saying this sounds
2: like a good idea, but I can, I can already, you know, four weeks down the road, you're going to be hitting <laughs> up the officer to watch this thing, and he's going to be like, I, I don't have time, I can't do it. Well,
0: well, we've got the Paterno movie to to get us off, and then we're going to go right into the Michigan Amazon Prime series and probably do a weekly rundown on that. Which uh, so. Um. You know, and then we got hard knocks, things of that nature. Uh, so obviously, we're all going to be involved in it, and we're not just going to be me and the officer. We're going to have to Nick obviously Nick will be producing, although he just found that out right now. <laughs> no, some kid sent us an email the other day. Did you guys see that? Asking to be a podcast producer. No.
2: Yeah. Boy, I think that's where the real shade is. It's coming at me now from this. From
0: this <laughs> one <of these>. Sorry, but <laughs> you know. Some kid, some kids out here trying to t- t- take your job, and I said, "You're hired." Uh, no, I actually didn't email him back. But maybe did he I- send it to all of us, or just like the the rivals account, or what happened here? I thought he sent it to the rivals account, but maybe maybe I'm the only one who saw it. I don't. I don't know. I thought there was a kid saying he was in college. He's looking to become a podcast producer and he wanted to know if we had any internships available so we may um, soon the second thing i want to tell people to watch including you two this gives us a week nick you might have already watched it have you guys seen this show on netflix uh called uh, wild wild country either one of you no wait you You blinked what'd you say oh Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you guys. Uh, I said, Have you guys watched this show, Wild, Wild Country, on Netflix Yeah, It's a documentary series. No. I have not. <laughs> okay, so I haven't watched it either. Let's all three try to watch it in the next week. It's about a cult in Oregon, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I will, but it. I'm booked starting next week, man. I've got Hannah Baker
1: coming back in my life on the 31st. Um, and she's been gone for way too long. Uh, it's time for me to watch so 13 Reasons Why. She wait, Is she
2: back in the show again? You
1: better believe she is. This is it like, well, yeah, like a prequel? Like another 13 com- Reasons of Her? No, no. I think it, it, it's it's a fast forward in time. You know, a classmate committed suicide, Nick, it's a fe- and this is what it says in the show. It's going to affect the rest of these people's lives. Of course, Hannah's back. Okay. Well, listen,
0: you've got I think time she's going to for- function as a ghost. Oh. Okay, listen. You've got time to watch six episodes of Wild Wild Country. Uh, with, uh, highbrow, Rob. This is right up your alley with, like, that nun show you watch that you like so much, uh, Making a Murderer. Uh, so I want us to talk about it next week. So let's all try to watch it if possible. All right, I'm in. Okay, now let's get to Nick complaining because I like when Nick gets mad about stuff. So Nick, take it away. Well,
2: uh, here's the thing. I mean, so we've all we've all seen uh, presumably on your guys's Twitter timelines, for example uh this guy or that finds some girl that he follows on twitter posts a screen grab of him you know asking said female uh how many how many rts for you to go to prom with me this is you know the time of year where that you know really takes off and you know it's always some kind of number or whatever in a more recent, you know, a, a, another phenomenon that's that's that started is just like, you know, this is something I want to get accomplished. Oh, oh, well, every time they, so every time they they post the screen grab, it's always do your thing, Twitter. You know, <laughs> so so you so you want so you want to reap the benefits of everybody else doing the work for you is is what it comes down to for one. But this thing that I'm complaining about now it takes it to a whole nother level, because recently I've been seeing uh and, and this this isn't something that i suppose happens everywhere i guess it just kind of depends but i mean the number of people i've seen requesting organ transplants uh through twitter specifically kidneys it seems recently and people just posting a picture of pops or whatever looking you know dismal uh, you know unhappy and bad shape with a t-shirt that says i need a kidney twitter type o or whatever and then somebody just says do your thing like like if i'm sitting at home going through my going through my twitter timeline and i see this guy's picture who i've never met you know who i have no idea you know what he's like as a person and i'm just going to cut a piece of myself out and give it to him because Man, twitter we, twitter asked me to are you kidding me we've we reached the
1: point in the show where we're complaining about people attempting to save their father's lives <laughs> <laughs> no this is
2: no this is different it, imagine let me let me ask you this rob let's say you were on the transplant list for I don't know. You you needed something. You were on the transplant list for months. You're you're hoping. You're watching the time tick down. You're running out of time. Some guy some guy posts a picture of his dad on Twitter looking for a kidney, and then he skirts the line that you've been waiting in for for however you know x number of months. Get out of here. Should have got my flowers <laughs> up,
0: man. Well, guess what? My dad was on one of those lists, and, and spoiler alert: he's not alive anymore. So uh, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the old waiting list uh, priority situation. I'm with Nick and guess what Rob you and I talked about this earlier this this very week when I saw a fellow sports reporter begging for money to take his dad to the final four it's like guys show some professionalism okay act like you've been there before don't ask strangers for money on the internet especially people who read your articles i just it's uncalled for i understand look you know i'm sympathetic as i mentioned i only got one parent and we all know you know how i feel about her it, you if you need money for something get a credit card you know go go collect cans or whatever like I used to when I was it was it was a teen you can't cash in on your you you have a job that's what the money's for they read your articles you get paid money don't go above and beyond asking for your dog oh my dog needs an ACL surgery well guess what get a care credit card and and pay it off month by month that's what you have to do I don't want to sound like a jerk mr. privilege over here like you know but well, you know, if it, we lived
1: in a socialist
0: society, this would not be a problem.
1: Yeah. I'm just letting yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. you I would want yeah. come back to that, but it wouldn't be an issue. We wouldn't be worried about it. Yeah, you want to bet? You want to? You want to talk to some of my family in Greece about that? <laughs> 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 Nick, let me tell you something. Let's talk to them about money problems, Cassidy. Uh, so anyway, it's enough. It's enough with asking for stuff. I understand if you're trying to save your life, but. What type of stranger is going to give away your kidney to you on the internet anyway? Well, I mean,
2: but I'm just saying like, and if I'm the kid that posted that picture, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, do your thing, Twitter, and hope it works out. And if it doesn't, well, you know, I I gave it my best shot. You know what I mean?
1: I could be doing other things. Like if you're related
2: to him, you'll give him the kidney. Maybe it's a match. Well, anyway, yeah. and, and and furthermore, like I said, the the, the 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 pictures that they're posting these people, these people don't even look like they want to live. Post a post something <laughs> that makes me think that they're deserving of my kidney. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That
0: was nice. that was nice. this, oh boy. Is, I totally forgot until right now that this is the one hundredth episode of the show. I had been working on trying to put together the best rants. Uh, to do a special edition. I didn't get it done in time. It was too busy, but guess what? Nick, that's an all-timer. So c- congratulations to go moving into the Rant Hall of Fame. Uh, let's hope it doesn't get cut out of, of the show because it's, uh, it's a very, very good, terrific rant. Um, so I think that about wraps it up for us. Let me check the old iTunes machine. I, I do have one quick complaint. I listen to a lot of podcasts what is with this new trend of podcast people coming on before and saying what they're going to talk about on the podcast and spending like four minutes, hey, on today's show, uh, Nick's going to complain about how people shouldn't get kidney transplants. Uh, be sure to listen <laughs> to that. Just, that our and family uh, Nick's
1: going to complain about how our, people's family members should just die and like it. <laughs>
0: yeah. We're we'll to Nick Saban talking about recruiting rankings as well. So stick around. Right. It's a thirty five minute show with timestamps on each topic. You don't need to go you don't need to spend four minutes in the beginning. I understand if you're gonna read ads and stuff like that, you're trying to make money. Don't don't go blow by blow on what you're about to talk about. It's a, not a radio show, it's a podcast. I can skip around, I can do whatever I want. It's a disturbing trend. Have you guys noticed? I listen to more podcasts than YouTube, but have you guys noticed it? Yeah. Yeah,
1: they've started to do it on
0: one of the hockey podcasts I listened to in the last month or so probably. Okay. So guess what? I lied earlier when I said we had 70 reviews. We have 72. Ding, 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 ding. And we got a new one. Just, what day is today? The 28th. We got one yesterday from Bizarro Tyler, who says, best recruiting podcast. And, and I'm going to leave out, he mentions one of our competitors here, uh, uh, two of our competitors here. So we'll try to bleep them out. By far the best recruiting podcast. Good chemistry between the group, honest and not afraid to call out coaches and recruits. Uh, This other podcast he mentions is full of heavy breathing and ums. (laughs) And another podcast is just interviews with recruits and puts me to sleep. Keep up the good work. Wow. So not only does Tyler praise us, he takes shots at two other podcasts.
2: Uh, Clearly, he didn't listen to the Andrew Bone episode. (laughs)
0: You know what
1: else this podcast isn't afraid to do? To kill your what? families over, over <laughs> because Nick would rather see your dad die than be inconvenienced by seeing a tweet. I support. On the story <laughs> I support people living their best life. I'm saying, but if but gonna, if it makes if you're if trying if makes to your get, your get my timeline, kidney. if it makes your Twitter timeline crowded, you would rather them just die and shut up.
2: If, you, if you're trying to get my kidney, you got to give me something. You got to show – you got you to yeah. put something out there. Don't just say do your thing, Twitter, and expect what, me to fuck it over. What would
1: it take for you to see one of these tweets
0: and be like, all right, you can have my kidney? What would be enough? Well, I, man, I, I – I, I don't think Nick's giving his kidney to anybody outside of his family, and they even that's a push. Number two, I think it would take for Nick to be touched – it would take like a little it would have to be a little kid involved what if it was um, a really
1: good documentary about a tree branch
2: blocking a sign <laughs> hey, <laughs> no hey you bring up a good point here's the deal we're talking about we're talking about life the the most valuable thing that you have going for yourself is just being alive right if you need if you need something to keep that going and it's that important to you make a documentary to sell it to me to get that kidney because that's how you got one shot you got one shot Count. Well,
0: speaking of which, I forgot to put the documentary in the show notes last week. So uh we, we better do that now that you brought it up. Did, Rob, did you watch it? Did I send it to you? No, I still have still not seen it. Okay. okay. I need to send it to you. you. Well you already spoiler alert, you already ruined the plot. Uh so, <laughs> but it's uplifting. If you're waiting for a kidney out there and you don't think anything's possible, watch this documentary and it'll uh it will change your life. So that wraps it up. I, I enjoyed that, Nick. That was uh that's gonna get a lot of laughs it really made me happy so and uh, big shout I, I, we cut off our boy Bizarro Tyler thanks Bizarro Tyler um, and we appreciate you taking shots at other people which always makes me happy if you want to know who he makes fun of check the iTunes reviews uh, under most recent on commitment issues and please 28 more let's get us to 100 uh, we keep it 100 we need 100 reviews and uh, we'll be back with another episode uh, next week that's it Deuce, play us out